Hello, this podcast reviews popular episodes of TV pilots with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Dave. I'm Baden. And I struggled through that desperately, but things are a bit different this week. Because it's a strange TV show that we're talking about. So sit back, relax, and don't blame the pilot. In general, about that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm happy enough with it. It's, it's good to do something a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just like the show we're about to discuss. Yeah. I know, I've been gagging to get an answer out of you whether you liked it or not. I've watched the whole thing. I only found out about it two weeks ago. But mm. before we get into that, I should have found out about it when it came out. Mm. Really. Which was April 3rd, 2020. Bad time for a show to come out, to be honest. Ah, because of the pandemic and that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the first week of it here. In the UK. The first week that we were in lockdown. Mm. And uh, everybody was just mad about Tag Tag King was just this fucking... I know the pandemic's ruined everything, but Tiger King has really ruined everything. But it's so good, honest. though. It is good. It is good. It, well, I mean, car crash type of way. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, a month before, when the trailer dropped for this, or a few months before, um, you know, it got like 3.5 million views, and it looked like everything was going to go really well for mm. it. Yeah. And... I've got nothing to back this up, really, but I think it just went, it just completely flopped. I've just got a feeling. So basically, if you don't know what Tales from the Loop is, you might have seen this stuff on, if you go on Reddit or Tumblr, anything like that. There's an artist called Simon Stalenhag, and he does he does this, um, it's not quite hyper-realistic, but it's very re- realistic landscapes, they look like they're in the 80s and they'll be like, you know, 80s truck, like old Volvos, like old European stuff. He's Swedish. Um, but there'll be like a, a fucking massive robot there as well or a spaceship. Um, that's kind of his shtick. But it's just it's just It's a little bit ominous, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. it's great. I've, I've loved him for years. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, he actually... Hmm... Maybe his other claim to fame is he did the uh, all the concept art and the cover art of No Man's Sky. Right, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that kind of that kind of thing, you know, it still has a. If you know the No Man's Sky logo, uh, sorry, the cover art, you know, it's like a normal person with a backpack standing in the middle, and then everything else is just fucking right. crazy around him. Yeah, that's his shtick, anyway. You know, there's a certain type of loneliness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm. mean. Uh, some of his artwork is my wallpaper on my uh, laptop and has been for years. So this is something very personal personal to you, isn't it? Yeah, and this is my point, right? I, I really like the guy. And then only like a week ago, I found out that there was a, <laughs> a TV show made about his work. And I went, what the, what the fuck? So... D- d- so it's basically based off the artwork. So the story, the everything story, is just made up around that idea, that concept yeah. of his artwork. The yeah. story is completely new. There's a tabletop oh. game 
that has the same name, Tales from the Loop. His art book is called Tales from the Loop, but it's not this mm. story. They've just they've just completely made the story out of the blue. Okay, so, and the, the artwork is just a reference point that they've. Yeah, I mean, um, okay. but the, really like similar, you know, almost like um, literal concept art for the scene. You know, I mean, that's kind of like mm-hmm. the way they've done it. Um, and that's the background of him anyway. He's got a writing credit, but I don't think he wrote it. The guy who wrote his name's uh, Nathaniel Halpin. Yes, I've been looking into him. Yeah, he, hasn't done, he did hasn't Legion, done, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and other than that, he hasn't done that much, really. That I, well, that I knew y- of. Y- y- you know... Tales from the Loop. I don't know much about it, and um, I didn't want to look that much into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to get an idea of what it was going to be. Um, but I, I'm assuming it feels like a type of show that would take a long time to get made. Like yeah. this was an idea that was. I don't know when this artwork was made. Something that was probably bouncing around in the early 2000s or something. Uh, I, th- I think. Well, it, well, I, I like to compare it to because um, I watched. Uh, uh, sorry to bother you. Mm-hmm. which is what I've done this week, which is my big movie that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And once I look back into that, I realised that I think it took, I think the story came about in like early 2012, in, in you know, the, the early uh, 10s. Yeah. And it only took until 2017 for actually it to be made. And I think right. the idea had been buzzing around like since 2008. And it had nothing to do with lack of talent or anything. It's just, you know, movies cost a lot of money and... You know, sometimes you get writers that spend years and years getting things off the ground. It's the guy who made um, Chernobyl. Oh who's, yeah, uh, who's who's the you know who runs the script the script notes podcast, the screenwriting podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for, for, it, it took years for him to get Chernobyl made, and he and he's a guy who's very you know in with the movie business. You mm-hmm. know, has all the connections. Th- these things take a lot of time, and it's usually the money that does it. But with uh, Tales from the Loop, I've never ever heard of it before and i'm and i'm a big sci-fi guy i'm normally very in the loop no pun intended with different (laughs) (laughs) with with different sci-fi projects that are going on in tv and film and i'd never heard of this and it's right up my street did you Uh, like it yes i did yeah cool i'm I'm actually i'm I'm, I'm sorry for teasing you for these past two days i'm actually over the moon because the um we'll get into it later because i just want to talk about the pilot for now even though I've watched all of it. But mm-hmm. um, how do you explain Tales of the Loop, really? Well, it, it, well, I, I, I'll, I'll have a crack. From your perspective, yeah. Yes, so it, it's, it's based around a small town mm-hmm. in America. Yep. I'm assuming a, a Colorado, uh, a Washington State type of small town. I think, it, I think it's Ohio. Th- oh, is it? I think so. I didn't know Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> didn't know um, Ohio got snow. It, it probably does. I, I haven't got a clue. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, anyways, <laughs> it, you know, it's who fucking cares. It's um, yeah. So it's it's a small town that is um, shadowed by a mysterious lab that a lot of the towns for work at a secretive lab that tests. I'm assuming stuff to do with um, paranormal, not paranormal, but more the mysteries of the universe. And that's what we've been given by Jonathan Price at the at, at the, mo- the opening monologue. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, we follow a little girl 
whose mother works at the testing facility and has gone missing. And she has to go and find her. And that is all I will give. Before we get in the spoilers, spoilers, of course, that's, that's all I'll, I'll give. I'm assuming, since it's called Tales from the Loop, it's an anthology. So I, yeah. before you say anything, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it tells different stories around this lab with interconnecting so you still it wouldn't be like a completely different characters it would be or you, you in other words when it was one week you wouldn't just completely forget about the characters you saw mm-hmm. in, the, in the episode previous they would still pop in and out but interweaving stories of the different townsfolk and their perspective or maybe somebody works in the lab somebody works at the shop yeah. and something happens is, is that what it is Ab- absolutely and it but yeah. it's, it's a bit closer than you think i mean you've mm. got, you look at the cast and there's there's quite a few familiar faces you know jonathan price obviously you, you could tell. You could tell he's the. I, I think that's what I liked about it is the fact that I don't know anyone apart from Jonathan Price, of course. Well, um, you know, because you know, because if you know, if Matt Damon popped up randomly halfway through the episode, mm-hmm. and they made out, <laughs> and they made him out to be a kind of minor character, you kind of know that he's important. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think Interstellar had that problem as much as it's one of my favorite films of all time when Matt Damon popped out, and oh he goes, God, "Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, oh it's Matt Damon," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Weirdly enough, um, you know, Loretta as an adult, the the little girl as an yes. adult. Yes. Um, yeah. Are we getting the spoilers or? No, no, but she's there. She's there. You see her as an adult. And um, she's... That's kind of a big spoiler. Though, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Ah, <laughs> oh, whatever. Like um, when the spoilers, fuck it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she's from The Prestige. She's Christian Bale's girlfriend, a wife. Christ, in the she pres- is. Yeah. She fucking is. I, I I thought I slightly knew her from somewhere. Yeah. Um, Paul Schneider. She's the, aged really well. Yeah, God. yeah. She, she's like 39, I think. Um, wow. Paul Schneider, who plays the husband, he's from Parks and Rec. Okay. He's in the first two seasons. Mark Brandanowitz. Right. Um, yeah, anyway, it's him. And I don't know if you'll know this, but um, I might butcher his name here, but Ato Asando. The uh, you know the actor who's the security guard at um, at the loop, right? Yeah, he's like a big meme. He's the Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne guy. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you so you can have a good England, and that they're gonna do. Something. Well, luckily I didn't recognise anyone. <laughs> yeah, I so, didn't. So, I didn't so probably, initially. I didn't initially. Looked I looked him up. It, yeah. I looked him up, and then the top thing was Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's him! <laughs> oh my God, it's him! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I will say when I first getting into the episode, when I first watched it, on paper it feels like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where. Just on paper, though, if if I told you the story, it feel like Stranger Things. Yeah, you know, it, it has it has the lab, it has the small town, the kids trying to find a mystery, if you will, mm-hmm. some supernatural event. Um, but but that that's where it ends. It it kind it goes into. Um, I'm sure there's a term for it, but I guess I'll coin coin it. It's um. I guess it's grounded sci-fi, isn't it? It reminds me a lot of Nolan, but without the exposition mm-hmm. yeah and uh, I, I, if you can make a note I, I didn't make any notes on this I, I really wanted to go in and just experience it I felt like it deserved that it, it gave me that vibe of that's what it was all about and it was yeah. um, so I didn't make any notes so if you can if you can note down exposition I'll, I'll talk about that later but okay. yeah it's uh, 
has that very um have you seen a lot of you know like girl in the dragon tattoo it's very uh what what's the term it's like swedish um crime it's but got it, that tone to it you are just spilling segues at the minute because funnily fun, no that's great because fun, <laughs> funnily enough um the cinematographer is um i've completely lost his name but he's the dude he's swedish no, no, he's the he's uh, David Fincher's cinematographer in the first right. episode, and he did the obviously the uh, the Western, well, the English version of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Ah, so I I kind of I kind of got that correct, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, cool, awesome. Well, yeah, well, it, it it gives off that vibe. It's very um, Scandinavian, the filmmaking. Yeah, well, um, it's it's not very American, even though all the characters are American, and it's got a, a sci-fi plot. The 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 camera work and the 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 tone, the the colours, it's very Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah, of course, because all the, um, which is cool. They do make a lot of effort to have the European cars from the artwork, which I thought was really cool. In the ah, in the right. show, um, I was trying to figure out what what time is this set in? Is it like seventies? It's it's, it's, it never, it, it's never said. Is it one of those things where it's it, it's kind of present day, but there's no reference to it? Like nobody's using the phone or anything. There's, or? A, there's a couple of giveaways. So in the beginning, for example, right, you can see by the old record player that it's either the fifties or the sixties. Mm. And then uh, Jonathan Price is on a computer later. I noticed the computers. It's That's like an f- IBM one, so that must be the eighties, you know. Right, okay. It's that kind of... That's the way I was working out, anyway. And do, you cars, think it's one, do you think it's one of the things where it doesn't matter, it's it's just a place and time, and you just got to experience it? That's what I got from it. It's not like the Stranger Things, where it's like, hey, remember the 80s? I remember. Yeah, it's not yeah. It's it's not our 80s, you know? So like, No, it's, not, it's, 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 it's a different it's, dimension, isn't it? It's or something. It's a different world that, that we're experiencing, which I quite like. Um, it's It reminds me of a lot of art house cinema, um, as, I, as I keep going back to Nolan, it's it's very like art house blockbuster yeah. in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. R- really cool. Well, I watched um, uh, an interview with Jodie Foster about this because she directed the first episode as well. Right, I, I don't know why, right. but she she said it was a filmmaker's TV show. Like, a, it's very yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's art. F- it's artsy as fuck. The 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 script. I don't know how the script must have went. Must have been about four pages long. <laughs> well, funny enough, you know the uh, the artist, the black and white silent film that won Best Picture. Yes, that's only like twenty pages long, you know. Because mm. there's no dialogue. Because dialogue t- takes up a lot of the script space. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so uh, it's it's why shows like South Park they they have to do forty pages for mm. a, a twenty page or a twenty minute show because there's just so much back and forth dialogue. Yeah. Well, you know. Just rewinding a little bit back to your Stranger Things point, I watched an IGN video as well about, oh, it was like a clickbaity title, like, mm. what Tales of the Loop does better than Stranger Things? And I thought, well, you've just fucking killed it right there. You've mm. just you've just killed the show right there and then Yeah, with that title. Because it's nothing like it. It's it nothing isn't. like it. It's, no. It's, sure, like, the set piece is similar. There's... But it's like comp- I, I, well, well, as I said on paper, it's like saying um, the Force Awakens is the same as New Hope. Like it is on paper. Yeah. Like if you if you break it down, like it, it absolutely is beat for beat. But 
the story, the story, and the, the actual characters. It's, it's a different, completely game. different. Yeah, Do you exactly. know what I mean? It's like it's and, I, and I feel like people get those two things mixed up. Okay, tales, tales from the Loop. Oh, it's it's a small town. Two kids are trying to find a mystery of a secret lab. Like, oh, Stranger Things. Like, well, you're not wrong, but it's it's a completely different yeah. show. It's comparing Dunkirk to Inglorious Bastards. Yes, like both war films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apples are orange. As like that. As like this. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I guess I'll go on to um, exposition because you know I, I always look out for these things. Exposition, it's, it's one of my biggest gripe um, with TV shows, especially in the pilot episodes, because that's when it most when they have to explain everything. Yeah. Um, but I also have the gripe of um, introducing the sibling is the is the cliche one, and I think this that this if I have to nitpick the show, that's the only one I have. So to go into the sib- the sibling exposition, it's usually like, "Hey, sister," or or something like, is this, "Hey, is mom upstairs?" Is this you the know? older, the older brother in the house? Are you talking about? No, actually, it's the um, Cole, the kid. The no, the it's it, it's actually not though. It's um, it's when um, I'm guessing the husband touches the shoulder and says like, "Oh, is um, is 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 my father?" Um. Upstairs or something, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's just... Never mind. Anyways, apart, apart from that, that's my one gripe. But speaking of exposition, I, I think it's one of the best shows to pull it off. And here is why. Go on, then. Um, most shows have... You have a protagonist and then a character who's explaining everything to them, which is completely fine. You need it in The Matrix, yep. in Inception and that. So there's nothing wrong with that. But in this, you don't know who necessarily is the protagonist. You think it's the little girl, which, don't get me wrong, it is. Mm. But, and I might be wrong here, because I haven't seen, I've only seen the first episode. Yeah. But um, I have a feeling that the other family members have more of an important role than that little girl does. Am I wrong? You're dead on, actually. Right. So, so, but the way they introduce, they introduce like side characters. And that's how you'd, that's like a great way of doing exposition because that little girl, I don't think she's going to be that as important later on. You you are all you were almost spawn. It's crazy. and um, so you're using her, who's actually the side character in the whole of this, mm-hmm. and she's going to go along and introduce you to all these quote unquote side characters who are actually more main characters, and the um, and the little boy's mother, who's probably. One of the main characters, I'm guessing, you know, she gets introduced as, oh, she's just one of the mothers in the town. It's a bit like if Stranger Things, one of the boys in the first episode introduces one of the parents. Yeah. And the parents become the main character in the next episode. But the way that's dished out in here is, is perfect because you, you don't think about it. Mm. So the exposition is perfect and then you realise, oh God, actually these, this family are the point of the show, not that little girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like trying not to laugh because it's like ridiculous how close you are, you know. That's what I got from it. Yeah. Well. Anyway, you, it, it, anyway, you, it, 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 it's well. amazing. It's amazing exposition. So yeah, I, I think exposition wise, they got it fucking perfect, mm-hmm. and not one character holds them. It's just like, hey, let me talk you through this mysterious object. This is what happens. You, you just you see the little rock. It floats a little bit. And you think, okay, there's a mystery there. 
And then through visual storytelling, it gets part, it's part of something bigger, which I guess we'll find out more in the later episodes. Mm-hmm. And then the little girl starts off by touching that point. I'm assuming she's went back around in a loop again. She's went back. But, you know, it, it's... it's she, she's went back, well, back to the 60s or the 50s, whenever she's from, yeah. yeah right, yeah. So, so back in a loop, you know, Tales from the Loop. So it has something to do with time travel, I'm guessing. But not necessarily time travel is what we see. It more like that um, dimensional, like a different dimension. Oh my god! Have you actually like, watched this in a past life or something? I don't, that's mad. <laughs> am, am I getting all this spawn? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's but, the, but the, the only reason I got that is because there's a shot of her. There's a very clever. That's what I mean. It's a filmmaker's film, so if you're able to pick up on these things, mm-hmm. she touches her hand on the snow. And you think you think nothing of it, and then when it happens again near the end, you think, okay, she's went back in a loop. Mm-hmm. But since the guy at the start says we're going into talking about different um, dimensions and the wonders of the universe, so the time travel is probably dimensions. In a way, but what he, what he kind of says at the start is a lie. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Okay. It's kind of uh, weird, but I think... Of course, the people that are running it, like all cliché... Evil labs have an ulterior motive, I'm guessing. Well, is it evil? Does not it ever evil, s- but, you, but, you know, it, it not doing it for discovery, aren't they not? That is a hard one to answer. <laughs> but anyways, I, 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 as I said, David, I'm, I'm very into my um, grounded sci-fi. No, I know. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. No. So, yeah, this, this, is, this is right up my street. Um, also, I want to talk about the music. Because um, well, funnily enough, I've got a big point. That's one of my gripes with the episode, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, you go first. The score in this first episode is way too repetitive to me. That's what I loved about it. Really? God, mm-hmm. it was it was annoying to me, and I, I thought it was such a shame because it's only the first episode that has this problem. Okay. Well. He, he, the rest of the scores, I mean, in the score is really good. Well, if, if, I, if I was making the show, I, I'd do exactly the same. And actually, <laughs> I, I actually predicted when the music was going to come in every time. Really? I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the music. Yeah, because um, cause it comes in at the start. So it's a theme, isn't it? It's, um, it's something that it keeps repeating itself. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like Lord of the Rings, for instance. So you, you have the Hobbit theme. Uh-huh. Or, or Luke's theme in Star Wars. And it always comes back at a crucial moment in that character's development. Yeah, 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 of course. And um, anyway, so it repeats itself. And then there was a shot at the end. And I didn't know it was going to end, but I, I thought it would be just by the way it was structured. And I thought the music's going to come in any second. And I, just as I said that, it came in. Mm. And I thought, yep. Yeah, because I was, I was craving that bit of music to end the show. Because that, that was such a big point. You know, there's been a bit of a reveal. There's a bit of character movement. We're yeah. gonna end the show. Let's get this. Let's get this music. Cause I I love repeating music. It kind of it, it kind of reinforces narrative. I think it's class. In in hindsight, when I've watched the rest of the episode, I could tell it was done. So rest of the show, I could tell it was done by design. Yeah, I think everything is in this. That's yeah. what I like about it. There's no fat. But as a this. first as a first impression. To people bearing in mind that they've been advertised that this is Amazon's answer to Stranger Things, I think some... that's just, I think that's just bad advertising. To be it's honest. terrible. I don't think they knew what to do with it. Um, I don't that, even. Th- 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 that's a bad case of a lot of amazing stuff. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. the, you can't advertise it well because 
you know, there's no mad set piece in this. There's no big action scene which you can put into a trailer. Yeah, no. You know, that's a problem with Art House. There's nothing you can sell it with, really. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, 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 I hate action and stuff so well i i do but you know what i mean um i find it a bit you know a bit of a spectacle yeah but even I mean, this didn't even this didn't have some crazy like oh here's the here's that sphere thing at the end and it does some crazy shit where, like electric starts going into it and it warps it just you know just leaves you there yeah you just you cool. never you yeah. never see it and i think this is the thing the reviews are really polarizing for the um hmm. really marmite you know if you don't know what Marmite is, but um, then it's just you either love it or hate it. But the problem... Come on, brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're doing fantastic for hosting, by the way. Really? Is that sarcastic? No, oh. no, no. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Let's put it right back in. I feel fine now. Have you got, um, have you got like a few reviews... Oh yeah, I was talking about reviews. So, the first episode is reviewed the highest, actually. The first one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, on IMDb, anyway. I'm not talking about critics or anything. Um, 8.5. And it gradually goes down until the last episode, and the last episode being reviewed the worst. Which hmm. and I, what, do you, what do you I, think? I personally thought it got better as it went on. Right. Um... See, the thing is, you can see it in this episode. It's like, well, what's the loot, right? And they mm -hmm. go, well, we don't know. Right. The show's... It's, it's not about the setting. Whereas Stranger Things is. That's the big difference, you know? Yeah. Well, there's loads of big differences, but that's, well, so, well, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, carry on. And I think when people get to the end, the, people want answers for stuff, which I think is a shame because this 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 isn't this isn't about time travel or dimension jumps or anything like that. It's more about the human experience. Exactly, and people people really miss that point with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Uh. Yeah, because a lot there's a few people who have a problem with, for instance, the Inception ending. Oh yeah, because everyone knows the Inception ending; it's classic. So people have a problem going like, "Well, you know, is he in a dream or not?" And you know, and what I would say is just like, "Well, it doesn't matter," and that's kind of the point. Because that's the point of the character, isn't it? It's like, yeah. "Well, it doesn't matter." I'm with my kids. People can't. This is why we're in like sequel hell at the minute. It's just like people. Everything has to be explained. No ambiguity anymore to anything. No. I mean, God, El Camino. What the fuck? Yeah, that, <laughs> I, it was. It was very unnecessary, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it did my head in. <laughs> it did my head in. How did Jesse get away? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's on like, the point. It, even in the script itself, which was written by Vince Gilligan. Yeah. It, it, it essentially says, like, you know, like who knows where he goes to, but at this moment, he's happy. He's got his freedom. Yeah. And that's, and that's all you need to know. And to yeah. top it off, just to quickly get this, because we're never doing an episode about El Camino, I imagine. But, no. So, just and, to get and, this and, out of the way... Unless the, our fans want to, but carry on, yeah. At the end of El Camino, he drives off into the distance 
and there's like ambiguity again. I was like, so you didn't even answer anything? El Camino like, 2, unless he gets a new car, and then I'll have to name it. Fuck. Ford, Ford Fusion. Yeah. <laughs> Fusion. Breaking Bad movie. Yeah. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish, what a waste of an hour and a half that was. I enjoyed it, though, but it was very pointless, yeah. Mm. It's, a bit, it's a bit like the latest season of Californications, isn't it? I enjoyed it, but really pointless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I've got the score, cinematography is great, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I like that you're writing little notes to break things, so that's quite cool. You're doing way more research than I, I ever do. I kind of got obsessed with this. I just loved it. And I, so I think this will be about 10 days ago now, maybe mm-hmm. maybe two weeks ago. Um, Simon Stalenhag, the artist, was asked if he knew anything about season two. And um, he hasn't heard anything, so he's so no. assuming no. And I well, think, I, I, I've never heard of this. I haven't even seen it advertised, at least, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, but people did see it. It had three and a half million views. Do you think three and a half million people watched it? I don't. I, I, I can't really gauge if that's a good number for a TV show. No. Yeah, it is, actually, yeah, because a lot of Breaking Bad episodes got that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I but does Prime release stuff? Because I know Netflix doesn't actually release their numbers, no. so we don't know what's popular. No, Prime. which is clever by them, to be fair. Because mm. you know, because it's clear. Like, who the fuck is watching Cobra Kai? Like, honestly, what? Apparently, that's brilliant. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah, but they're really pushing it, aren't they? Yeah, I know. People really like it. That was so popular that it got moved off YouTube Red. Do you know it used to be a YouTube Red show? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Season one, and then it's one of those shows I see everywhere, but I don't know a single person that's seen it. Have it's you seen it? Literally the same as Karate Kid <laughs> that it's based on. But they're all older. everybody knows it. Nobody's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of them. But I just see it everywhere. I'm just like God. Netflix, Netflix are really trying to make this a thing, aren't they? Yeah, I know, and it's it's <laughs> maybe it's a sh- maybe it's good. Who knows? Maybe it is good, but it's a shame that something like that would get. Attention! Oh, do you remember, like Member Berry's madness? You know, <laughs> and then, and then you've got something like this that is, I assume, miles better. It's so good, and nobody's nobody's seen it. And the people who have half well, of fil- them, it's, it's a it's a filmmakery's show, yeah. isn't it? It's not very universal. It's it's it's, it's niche, isn't it? Half of them hate it. I think no, no matter <laughs> what, no matter what, it'll get its time. But it might how, just be too how, late. How would you sell this show to someone? For, like, for instance, Stranger Things, it's like cool 80s member berries. Um, it's got a mystery Stephen King, Spielberg, everything you love about the 80s. Fun characters, shenanigans. Member berries, yeah. right? How, the f- how would you do it with this? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, How do you pitch things anymore? You have to just combine things that already exist. How about we put Stranger Things and Chernobyl together? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but even with Chernobyl, you, there's marketability, isn't there? You know, it's a famous disaster. How about we we tell that story in mm-hmm. a very, you know, Soviet Union? There's, there's so much you can do with that. And obviously that's why it was very successful. But with this, I can't really think of anything apart from it's sci-fi. 
No. You know, but that's not good enough, isn't it? No, no. We're, we're lucky that it even fucking exists, to be honest. It's, it, it's a bit like Blade Runner, you know, because c- c- Blade Runner isn't really marketable apart from the fact that there was a popular cult classic of a film. But apart from that, like, how, how do you even sell Blade Runner when you think about it? Androids. Good practi- it's cool. Good practical yeah. effects, yeah. Yeah, but that's not good enough, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Unless it's fucking Avatar or something. Ugh. The reverse, obvious, obvious. So. Yeah, that's the polar opposite. Do you think Avatar's going to bomb at the box office when it comes out? Because <laughs> James Cameron's got an amazing track record for his films, like ridiculous. He's probably he's probably got the best. I think he's probably got the best track record of any director for you know the finances of his films. Yeah, like it's kind of perfect. <laughs> like every single one of his films made a scary amount of money, maybe apart from The Abyss. And two of them are over a billion. And by the way, the, the original IPs as well that have made a billion, they're not like a sequel or anything. No, no. Like, it's no. fucking impressive, you know. And he's and he's a sequel king, isn't he? He is, yeah. But he's such a twat. <laughs> I kind of like, I just want to, I just want it to fail. Cause, just a bit of humble pie for him, you know. Because Avatar became the biggest selling movie of all time. It got beat by the Avengers, but I mean, for the time, it, 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 it absolutely smashed the records. Yeah. And it beat it. <laughs> he beat himself with Titanic, and um, you know, I I, do, I I don't see how the second one's even going to come close to the first one due to money. It'd probably be a better film, let's just say, but I, I don't see how it can make as much money. Or even come or even come close to it. I mean, I'm sure it would do well. Definitely not now. <laughs> it's over not? it. <laughs> <laughs> cinema, it's gone. Cin- oh, cinema! Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. It'll, it'll boom though when we're all when everything's all over and done with. Yeah, maybe. What cinema? And, 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 unless Trump starts a civil war, but you know. Uh, sorry, we'll just watch it from here. We'll just watch it in the UK. Yeah, where it's nice and safe. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but no, we're locked away from to America. <laughs> we're locked away from everybody now. We've left Europe, so we we are. <laughs> For one of a better term. I, I literally, I, I took that literally there. I kind of just imagined the UK just floating away and then we're just in the void, like maybe in the, like the South Pacific Ocean, <laughs> n- near East Island, just, just, just isolated. Let's turn it into a cruise ship, the whole, <laughs> the whole island. No immigrants allowed. Yeah, but we're not allowed to get off anywhere, so that's the point. We're stuck on a feckin' boat. In our house. Yeah. We can't even, we can't even get out of our ca- own cabin. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking rubbish. Rubbish. It's literally what it's like right now. Not only are we in lockdown, it's been snowing. So you can't go for... I'm marooned right here. I feel like um, I'm in the thing, waiting for something to happen. It's weird. Well, I, I, I went skateboarding today. And, um, yeah, because, um, you know, obviously you and me have been playing a lot of Tony Hawk and that always sparks me going, oh, I should probably learn how to skateboard finally. Yeah. Nostalgia. Everybody loves nostalgia. It's nostalgia, man. Did did it's, it's, did, did uh, you get a bit of a nostalgic feeling from this show? Because that's something no. that was also advertised, and I was like, really? No, no, at all. No, no, I didn't either. No, uh, it, it it just reminded me of just the um, art house mm. cinema, which I'm, you know, yeah, like like Scandinavian crime, but you know, but with sci-fi flung in there. Well, girl, the dragon tattoo. Like that that style, yeah. I'd say, yeah. 
No, it was great. Um, I, I, my, my, I don't really have any nitpicks apart. F- oh, I'm, not, I'm, try, I'm trying to think I of anything. I don't think I have the um, the girl that plays Loretta, young Loretta. Mm. I feel like such a knobhead saying this, but I think she could have been a little bit better. Do you think? I, I quite just because the boy that plays Cole is so He's good. Very good. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That I, I I don't. But she she must have been cast because she looks so much like the adult Loretta. She really does. She's not like uh, Millie Bobby Brown, isn't she? No. No. How do we know for sure Millie Bobby Brown's a good actor? She doesn't say anything. <laughs> Oh, well, you'd be mistaken, David. The best acting is without dialogue, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, true. That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think um, it didn't blow me away, though. You know, I I was... No. It didn't with me? It's kind of planting seeds, I'd say. Mm. It's kind of not meant... I don't think it's meant to blow you away either, you know? It's like, it's just... I binged it, which is weird because it's not a binge-worthy show. But it's I just not. It's 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 something you put on a Thursday night, early before you go to bed for work. Yeah. This, but there's there's some or just really after, or, or just after you've done your tax returns. You know, it's <laughs> one of them. There's some unbelievable episodes later. Episode four, I was crying. Really? Yeah, my girlfriend was crying, and she doesn't cry at mm. anything. Hmm. I know. What the though. fuck? What the hell? But it's funny though, because just some things that you just wouldn't imagine just just get you. I don't mean crying. I mean you know, some films just like you think, oh, that'd be crap, and you're watching like, fuck, what was that? That was amazing. You yeah. Know? Jonathan Price suits um, sci-fi anyway. Unpopular opinion. I don't think he should have been in it. Really? No. I th- I I liked it how it was pretty much all unknowns. You'll don't get me wrong; he's great, but I, I like it, it. It kind of it smelled of. I felt like if they were going to do the whole, this is kind of a niche show. They should have went f- fucking full on it. But then again, they've got to sell it somehow, haven't they? So I, I can completely understand. I so. I thought it was a bit of a homage to um, Brazil, the movie. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh my god! Yeah, no, you 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 absolutely right. Yeah, not yeah. the not the country, <laughs> the, the film Brazil from the eighties. I, I got that, David. Yeah, but <laughs> oh no, but for the people that might not have heard of Brazil, uh, wacky like, sci-fi <laughs> from the eighties. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, actually, no, I I I, I take it back. That's actually quite clever. Because yeah, I, I didn't think of some, that. Yeah, you know, because something happens later on that's sort of like where I thought, okay, yeah, it justifies him being in the show. You know. I'm trying to think of an example of, of a show that does that kind of pays a homage by casting an actor. I guess Sean Bean in Game of Thrones. It's like a homage to Lord of the Rings. It's like it's like they're passing the torch, isn't it? Yeah. And they kill him. <laughs> and then they kill and then they kill the show as well. But that that's a story for another time. Yeah. Um <laughs> It is nuts, that isn't it? How the, how ba- how much they've ruined the ending of Game of Thrones. You know, what, what? I because think nobody about talks it, about it. Nobody talks about it. It was such a cultural thing. And then when that final season happened, it just nobody talks about it anymore. Not even about the possibility of the new next book. Nothing. It's just it's done now. Yeah. It's quite but, sad really. Yeah. They've ruined it. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it is. You know, spectacle. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I I I didn't even hate the end of Game of Thrones that much. Not no, that much. No, I, I I I enjoyed the last sequence. I thought it was really nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But they had to have Sam writing in a fucking book, didn't they? So stupid. <laughs> A Song of Ice and Fire. It's a book I wrote. Oh, it was me. <laughs> All right, Frodo. God. Yeah, yeah that's right. Really. <laughs> F- funny enough, it actually devolved into Lord of the Rings in the end. And, uh, yeah, it did. Which was kind of it was kind of an anti Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, they wasn't all, it? They all do, and to bring it back, right? Fantasy shows they all end so similar. Some twat writing in a book, or like. You know, a historian of yeah. tales of yeah. action all ends the same, and sci-fi usually all ends the same. But I can guarantee you, if you stick with this, it will be very different. Whether okay. you like it or not, I mean, and I only mean the end. I don't know, mm. but fucking hell, I, I would you recommend it? I couldn't recommend this enough, to be honest. Obviously, I would. I really enjoyed it, but I, I I can imagine a lot of people going. It's a bit boring, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's um, an acquired taste, but it's good. I think even if you don't like it, you'd have to admit that it was good, and it was yeah, really it's, well, it's well put together. It's very well made. Like, I I couldn't think of any problems from the filmmaking side of this. No. At all. Um. Even acting wise, like I, I still think that little girl's really good. Yeah, like, I know. I know what you mean, but she, 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 she does the job fine. You know, she do, it, it gets she, it done, doesn't she it? She does do it fine. I know. I feel like I feel like a bit of a dick for saying that. To be honest, bless her. But, but I, 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 I think, I think that's one of the magics of like Stranger Things is the the child acting is like ridiculously good, like oh, scarily, they've, they've scarily up, good. Yeah, they've up up the game, haven't they? Up the ante. Sorry absolutely amazing like because it's, it's very difficult to get it's not like kids are bad actors but you have to be a certain type of director to pull it off it's very difficult it's why Spielberg was the king of it mm-hmm. he was very good at working with them kid actors but Stranger Things just absolutely oh god I keep going to just talk about Stranger Things but it, it's relevant isn't it yeah. um, <laughs> I guess <laughs> yeah because on paper it's, it's quite similar I know we're doing it we can't help but compare but it's nothing like it trust me it's nothing like it no it, it just you know if 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 you think if you think the Force Awakens is similar to a New Hope, then you, then you probably will think it's similar to yeah. Stranger Things. If you what know. you actually remember from the eighties is like mines and shipyards closing down, and you think it was all a bit misery, and there was Tory rule and Thatcher's Britain, and Reagan was a bellend, and the Cold War was terrifying, then this is for you, definitely. Yeah, this is the true eighties. <laughs> this is the real deal, not the fucking. No, <laughs> everything's cool. Oh, I love, I love arcades. Yeah. Arcades, remember the games? Yeah. Mm. We've still got uh, arcades. We're fucking I remember. So stupid. Games are better now. Yeah. Tony Hawk, man. Remember the 80s where we had everything that we've got right now, but less. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, would you recommend it, David? Yeah, absolutely. I'd put my uh, reputation on the line for it because I don't have one anyway. But um, <laughs> no, it. I loved it. It it genuinely made me cry at one episode. Yeah. It made me cry. Do you want to feel something? Yes. Yeah. Why would you not? Well, I'm curious to that. Yeah. I, I, I do want to give it a go. I do want to carry on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something you watch on, on, on a rainy night on Tuesday. 
before um, you know before you do your 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 whole like um, you know report for work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, S- sit there with a nice chamomile tea and just soak. Chamomile it in. or green tea, I'd probably say. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Just before you do your endings, uh, uh, is there anything else you want to jump into? Um, before you do your ending spiel. No, I don't. Thank you for letting me host. You can carry on now. <laughs> it's not as oh, you well, were. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say uh, next week we're doing comments and all that jazz. Um, honestly, we're, we're literally going to read them all out. Um, we haven't had any bad ones yet. I really want some bad ones. It would make the show really fun. Yeah. And I kind of enjoy getting a bit of... But we, we, we sadly haven't got any. First world problems. You know, our show's popular, I guess. Um, but with... Um, Yes, yeah, so, so so we'll be doing that next week. So honestly, comments say we're wrong about everything, and you thought this show was shit and we're shit. We wouldn't yeah. really like that. Anyways, over to you, David. Well, we're also really. I mean, let's face it; it's not going to happen. But I'm going to reach out to Simon Stalin Hag and see if I can. Exactly, and um, yes, yeah, so. Um, just as always, you know, you can give us a voice message on Anchor. We're, we're on Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at don'tblamethepilot at gmail.com. Um, anywhere, really, just comment anywhere. We'll literally read it out and you'll get your little one second of fame. We'll pretend it's fame because not many people watch this yet. But, anyways, um, yeah. Over <laughs> this, to you. this is our one second of fame. <laughs> <It is. laughs> yeah. But, no, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Peace out. Cool. Goodbye.